This is a Culture Inject production. Welcome back, folks, to a part of us, an Invoke fancast. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Invoke Craze, and on Twitter at Part of Us Fancast and at Invoke Craze. Uh, stream Part of Us on Amazon Music, Audible. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Um, if you have ideas, interview requests, comments, or questions, email them to us at partofusevf at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, great. Leave us a rating, review, and let us know how we're doing. So this week's episode, we are talking album covers. But first, Ooh. we're going to talk about what's trending. Well, rumor has it that Invogue will be on Good Morning America Thursday, March 3rd. Uh, and that's today. Invogue also posted a new Insta story hinting at a possible song, Bring Back the Time, with NKOTB, which is New Kids on the Block, SMP, which is Salt and Peppa, and Rick Astley. I'm into it. I'm into it too. I mean,. <laughs> We love that's a promo, a people, promo that's train. That's people to be on a song. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it It has to be accompanied with the video, though. It has to be. Okay, then that's like exciting. It, 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 well, I'm, I'm suggest, I'm hoping that it is coming with a video. speaking it into existence. Yes, because I feel like it'll give it more, more of a, of a lifespan versus just a song, you know? Um, I think that'd be cool. But well, there's a lot of people on, on a song. <laughs> It could be a we are the world type of, you know, everyone <laughs> has a few bars and they go to the next person and they go to the next person and, <laughs> exactly. and Cindy Lauper starts yelling. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and Michael Jackson get, turns and gives the, gives a look like, uh, girl, you're not on your note. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see. We're going to see. I mean, I think like any any promo, like I love when a project gets its promotional treatment. So if this is all supporting this tour, obviously, then they're trying to get them butts and seats. So get them butts and seats. It's exciting that they have a like, you know, they're a part of something that has a promotional budget and New Kids on the Block. I don't know how they managed to do it. They really turned their careers around because... I mean, I remember New Kids on the Block. You guys know, like, I'm an 85 baby. So I feel like they were kind of maybe going out of popularity when I was, you know, old enough to buy music or they had already transitioned out. But, um, and then, of course, what was that song? There was an LFO song within Eminem did a diss of it. So it was like, I'm, I'm not going to say what Eminem said, but they really turned it around. I don't know if that's because of Johnny Wahlberg being on Blue Bloods or him being Mark Wahlberg's brother. But like out of the, well, out of S&P and Vogue and New Kids on the Block, I wouldn't think that, you know, they'd be the big headliners and, but they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they, they have a, a loyal fan base. The, they, the nostalgia is real, so... I will say, Jordan, I give it to you. I remember when that oh, was on T.R. Real. That, that was a good song. That was a good song. But even that, like, it still wasn't... That was, like, what, late 90s? And then there was, like, a period I remember he did Surreal Life. But whatever, I'm happy that, you know, they're doing well, and I'm happy that they brought our girls on the road, so... Exactly. Yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> 
So Rona was recently interviewed on the My Morning Coffee podcast. And during her chat, she shared that En Vogue is gearing up to release a few things. Uh, quote, as a group, we have a couple of things coming up that I can't speak on just yet, but it will be happening in March. So keep your eyes peeled and your ears open for some really special stuff we've been working on behind the scenes. She also said that she's getting uh, ready to release something that she's been working on in the next couple of months. So what do we think these goodies are? Hopefully um, by the time this episode's out, maybe we'll know a little bit more. Maybe some of what she was talking about was the new Kids on the Block collab. Um, What do y'all think is up in Vogue sleeves? You know what's funny? When it comes to artists and celebs, usually what we hope they're getting us excited for is not what we want it to be. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Beyonce could tease a release and we're like, oh, it's the album? And it's like another Ivy Park release. Or Rihanna's like, oh, I have something coming this Friday. And we're like, oh, is it a single? And it's more Fenty product. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, that's not what I wanted. So I, I, I am... I hope that it's new music um, with just them, but I mean, if it's other other uh, opportunities and other uh, business business ventures, I'm here for that too. You know, so but but I do want music. Yeah, I would like I new it. music. But just thinking like how that will work because they're going to be on this long. Well, it's not long. It's I think it runs from like May to July. So if they release something new, like we've said previously, like this is a nostalgia tour, so nobody's going to want to hear anything new. Who's you know going to that year? They want to go back to the late '80s and early '90s. So how would you promote a new song if you know you're going on there? Unless I don't know. I just they don't seem like they're the type who will go on that type of tour and then still like do like promo spots somewhere else so if they are working on new music I would love that um but I just think maybe they need to wait until after the tour is over so they can promote it I um I understand that I kind of disagree just because I'm like I feel like a tour is a good avenue to promote new music just because outside of the mp3 like you're actually seeing the performance you're getting a, a feel up vibe and the energy that they want you kind of to kind of to convey because mm-hmm. i think beyonce did that with grown woman like grown woman was a new release but the first time we heard it was on stage yeah i mean i hope it's i hope it's new music I, and even if they don't like full-fledged promoted on the tour at least like you know they could start 30 seconds of it <laughs> and then transition it to <laughs> it's a classic you know like it could be kind of an interesting like little drop it in casually kind of thing but i also do agree that if they're going to be on tour that certainly does take away the opportunity to like book shows and like try and get on like a talk show or two and like you know perform it so I, I don't know I hope like if it is new music it is given the due diligence of like a real like promotional thing like I get that everything is about the tour but like you're still in vogue so like we need you to like be doing your own right. thing a little bit too so don't get caught up all up in new kids on the block thing because you are a supporting act <laughs> on this unfortunately <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> that is 
Don't I'm, miss your moment. What do you think Rona's working on? I know she's been working on a book for the longest and like I think I want to say maybe 2016 she was working on maybe even earlier than that she was working on like an EP that was going to be called R&B Gumbo which I hated that name but mm-hmm. I remember she even had a listening party that Terry was at and everything and she did that video Take Me There and it never came out so I'm wondering is it going to be music or is it going to be that book because both have been in the works for such a long time I could see both why not I'll be, I'll be happy with both I mean I feel like it's time for her to take you know what she does on her YouTube channel her life coaching her inspirational you know mantras and that kind of thing uh, to a different level so I'll be here for it I actually would buy that book I mean uh, that skin ain't cracking that glow is not <laughs> leaking, has not dimmed right so something she's doing is working right, right. so, so I, I'm, I definitely would buy that book I hope that she's, I do hope that she's giving, like, I I love hearing Rona talk. Like, I think, like, she is the strongest out of the three in giving interviews. Like, she's just always, like, she knows how to land, like, a talking point. <laughs> and so, um, I think that, like, what she does separate of the group, like, for her own sort of business, I think is really interesting. So, I, I would be curious to see what, how how she creates a book or what that what that would be i also would really love some music from rona because i feel like rona's got something to say that maybe she can't do in invoke so mm-hmm. yeah I mean, that could be interesting to and also i think would really be a great indicator of like the ability for the three of them to go do like y'all had mentioned a couple episodes ago doing do some like separate things and then be able to come back and do some separate things and be able to come back so right i don't exactly. know fingers crossed also, so Cindy and Terry posted some photos of themselves on Instagram. Rona was not present in those photos, um, but they were in, they were in heavy makeup. The faces were beat for the gauze. They had these like slick slick back long ponytails curled at the end, you know. So, but we don't know what it's for. Is it a new photo shoot? Is it a television appearance? Because it's obviously them. They're they're doing something pre-taping or pre-shooting something so but i don't know what it would be with just terry and and cindy what do you guys think well i'll lead all roads to me are leading back to promo for the tour that's what i'm thinking it's probably going to be either like an ew photo shoot because ew loves like the throwback you know this is the you know the 20th anniversary of you know we're bringing back felicity it's 20 20 years or um the music video for the song that we just were talking about probably something along those lines that's what i'm thinking yeah my guess is like like tour book like promo photos for the tour that kind of thing like because i feel like we've been seeing cindy and terry doing things kind of as the duo but i think it's because rona doesn't live in california anymore and so i i think it's like I don't know when I see just the two of them I'm like where is Rona right I I go into like (laughs) my like defense mode that always happens when like a girl group like is photographed with some of the girls I'm like so what's the beef what's going on (laughs) Um, but I think it is maybe that you know God bless the internet and the ability and like technology and the ability to be able to do stuff like remotely because I'm sure Rona was on the other end somewhere beat as well Um, you know doing the same thing whatever it is so I hope it's I hope it's imagery I want beauty shots I want (laughs) I want fashions so um, so yeah we all do I I love love a ponytail too Mm -hmm. and so and I now I'm 
curious as to what Rona's hair looks like because Rona is usually the one who has like the more natural, she's always rocking braids or faux locks, you know, that uh, I think that that uh, black wig that the bob is iconic. It's a great look for her. <laughs> um, so I'm, so I'm, I'm um, like, I'm, I wonder if she's doing this look too because it would be a different it would be a different uh, vibe for me from Rona's. So I would be interested to see what her hair looks like, what, whatever this this thing is. I just imagined <laughs> it in my head, and I really like the idea of all three of them having the same hair. Like, <laughs> yes, uh, that would be everything. Well, you speaking about how like she's probably in Atlanta. Well, wherever she is, I mean, I you know name the location but on the other side of the country remember they did the promo for coming to america and they're like it was interesting how they did it because like cindy and terry were in the same room and she was somewhere like you know probably in her mm-hmm. home or in a hotel and mm-hmm. she was still a part of it so yeah with technology you can do anything <laughs> But okay, getting into our poll, we recently followed up with our followers on Instagram and Twitter asking whether they'd prefer a biopic or a tell-all book. The results are in and it was split evenly down the middle, 50% in favor of a biopic and 50% wanting a tell-all book. Our last poll asked if our followers would prefer an in vogue musical or biopic and a biopic came out on top. Did you vote this time? And what would you prefer? A tell-all book or a biopic? I always vote. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always in the number. Um, I I am here for a biopic always. I mean, I would read a tell-all book 100%, but I love the visuals, you know, Mm -hmm. especially like, you know, who would they cast to play in Vogue, young in Vogue, older in Vogue, like how they would recreate the videos, you know, them um, um, doing, recreating like the drama, like of it all, the stuff that we didn't see. But, <laughs> but so it's kind of like they, you can kind of like, you know, Dawn's uh, YouTube tour, but she can tell, <laughs> she can tell me a story However, to see it be reenacted, I'm like, ooh, it is spicy. I just prefer, I would prefer that. But a musical, I think, Josh, you really um, sold me on the musical idea because you were kind of like, you know, Dawn leaving the group, having her, her having her like uh, her swan song, you know, her her and I are telling you moment. Like, I thought that would be really cool, especially like. So I know the Spice Girls has a musical, but it's it's their catalog. Being the sound, being the soundtrack for the musical, mm-hmm. but I would, I would even be here for like there being newer original music specifically for the the, the stage play or, or whatever. I would be here for that. Mm-hmm. I've resolved that neither of these are a reality, so I just don't have to lead <laughs> with that because <laughs> right. I can't get too excited about one or the other. I don't really think a tell-all book is like for me like i just think that tell all books have like a really short shelf life because like especially like you know when folks are still active like i think about folks who released biographies while they were in the middle of their career and then had to like write another one later down the line like and so i just don't know that like 
it, fe- it feels very closing of the chapter to sort of like no pun intended to like write a tell-all book to be like you know we're at the end of something so we're reflecting back kind That's of thing and I don't really love that I think a biopic is the most viable option I don't think it will ever happen obviously because everybody got it. everybody's biopic will be a whole different set of events and <laughs> there is not enough time on the television to give these ladies to talk about all of the different variations of the stories so um, so I'm still sticking to a musical even though that was you know the last time um to your I point a, I can see them doing a lifetime movie you you know sometimes lifetime movies if it's a biopic they 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 focus on a specific time in the career so you probably won't get everything because even like the clock sisters biopic it it was based on like their beginning to like a certain point um so I mean I can see a biopic happening on lifetime maybe like up until I don't know the release of their first album or second album kind of like you know their journey to get to become in vogue um ooh journey to in vogue y'all better hire me (laughs) to write this bio (laughs) but anyway I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off go ahead oh no I was I was just gonna say I thought it was interesting about um the Spice Girls musical I think was one but I don't think we see it Michael Jackson has a musical on Broadway right now like and I think it was apparently sort of a sliver in time kind of thing so it's like mm-hmm. the dangerous era and it kind of weaves in other things but it's largely sort of centered in that so I think there's something interesting about like what you said either be that for a movie or for a musical they also did um there's a new musical which I think is um largely based on Britney Spears discography it's called Once Upon a One More Time and it basically takes like Britney Spears music but like like puts it through like fairy tale treatment almost and so it has nothing to do with Britney Spears but like it's got the nostalgia of the songs and it's interesting to think how would they use these songs in in a a very non-Britney Spears scenario so I don't know this I think they could do that before we transition, I do want to shout out our co-host, Jonathan JP. He is absent, but he is here with us yes. in the spirit. He is Don's public defender. Yes. yes. So and we're going to be absent of his shade this episode. So <laughs> before, before, before we like, I just want to say regarding that, I think it was so such a good idea what you said um, regarding it being like a, about maybe a sliver of the career. And so I was thinking like if they were to do a biopic like I wouldn't want it necessarily to be a biopic but there, there'd be something about them and I'm thinking like what if it was like feud Vandross versus In Vogue or something like that so it's just about the tour huh. you know Ooh, I love that, that I love be- that that would be a great like little biopic. Yeah, because I agree with like yeah, like you guys were saying, if you do it like it's over, like if it's your whole life, because that means there's really not supposed to be anything after that. So right, exactly. Ooh, and then see like who, who could portray Luther Vandross. Exactly. That would be- <laughs> And, and all his divadom, that would be amazing. Who do you think could play Luther? I don't oh, think any, like I can't think of anyone without um, a big They would probably they would probably like 
<laughs> I was gonna say Titus. Um, <laughs> he can sing though. Um, but I'm trying to think of who would have like a Luther presence, and I just don't know that anybody could really do it. But the person that came to mind is, um, oh my God, he was in the Ryan Murphy show Hollywood. He was a the black guy. Uh, I mean, obviously he was a black guy. Let me look it up. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> was he, he was the, black guy. the guy that was also on Pose? Yes, his name Jeremy Pope. Jeremy from Pope. Broadway. Okay, yeah. this is unre- this is where I definitely get getting way off topic, but I did see like I know that um, Invoke Craze has a Facebook group. There's also another Facebook group that I'm in dedicated to Invoke as well. I can't remember which group it was in. Traitor. There, <laughs> <laughs> there was there was some, Matthew and JP are in that group too. Don't play. <laughs> um, but there's I don't know what group it was in, but somebody had posted a post about who they could see playing in Vogue in a biopic, and I just thought that their choices were were were. Horrible. Very, very question. Very, I would just say very questionable. Because <laughs> I think I think Shalea was in there. Kiki Palmer was in there. Um, uh, it was another girl. I, I just thought I was like, this isn't because I guess the age gap was so was so wide with all of mm. them. But I guess they were saying like, oh, well, in Vogue they're all at the same age. I'm like, I understand that, but Shalea is like in her 40s and Kiki Palmer is like 30. So I just I was like, I don't think that that would go. But I can, I'm I'm trying to think like. Who could I see playing Invoke? And I, it's it's a very hard process. It would, def, I feel like it would definitely be um, probably undiscovered talent and maybe some talent from Broadway. Um, but I don't know any like very um, actresses who are in the public eye who can who can be Invoke. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, that could be a whole episode of this podcast. Mm-hmm. We all mm-hmm. can come up with our cast and our how what we would want to see how the story would go. Even though, like, I agree with this both of you. Like, when you do a biopic to me, what is left after that? So TLC did theirs, and that basically means it's it. Which I guess it was kind of it when you know left eye. Um, you know, you know, um, mm-hmm. when she was in Honduras and all that stuff happened. But like his any right. like Tina Turner like. Like she still had a great career after that, but you just weren't gonna, you know, like it was just kind of like the legacy was already set, so nothing mm-hmm. she could do after that was gonna, you know, top anything before. Just like okay, you know, it's I'm at peace now, and that's it. So I don't want that for them yet. I want them to have a comeback. Um, this week are um by suggestion from one of our listeners, Marco in Mexico. Shout out to Marco. Hi, Marco. Um, we are at Marco's request. Um, we've been asked to produce an episode where we examine each of Invogue's album covers, and we thought that was a cool idea. So yeah. before we jump in, reminder, if you have episode ideas, we want to hear them. Send them to us at partofusevf at gmail.com, and we'll probably produce an episode around it. So... Today, we're going to discuss our favorites, least favorites, and controversial album covers. We're looking at you, Masterpiece Theater. Some of us are. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so let's start with full-length album covers. And of course, who else would it be but to talk about Born to Sing than, <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> than the lover of the album cover extraordinaire, me. Um, but we're going to talk about Born to Sing, Funky Divas, EV3, Masterpiece Theater, and so on. Um, Our producer, so, Matt, is petty for this one. Right? I love it. I, 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 I was like, of course, of of course. <laughs> um, so a little bit of an insight about Born to Sing. Um, the photographer was David Roth, um, who you may have seen his work um, with Michelet's uh, self-titled album, as well as Keith Sweat's I'll Give You All My Love and Yolanda Adams' Through the Storm. Art directed by uh, Bob Defren, makeup by Tara Posey, hairstyling by Roberto Leon, and wardrobe styling by Victor Joseph. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna actually toss this to you all first because my 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 thoughts on this album cover are well documented. <laughs> they are. We've had letters and memorabilia and all the kind of stuff created around your opinion of the album cover. <laughs> Uh, you've spoken so eloquently about it. For me, I I don't feel one way or another about it. Like to me, I, it just was what it was. I'm so used to seeing it. So it's you know hearing people think it's great or that it's bad. It's interesting to me. They what I do like about it is that they're on a beach. You know, and you know I'm from California. They're representing Oakland, so you know there's just something about a beach. I mean, maybe people can't tell, but I can tell it's a beach. Maybe because I'm from California, so maybe that doesn't help. Right, the palm <laughs> trees that are, that are like out of focus in the background. Yeah, right. And like it, you know, um, I said in the previous episode, like it's you know part it's the first. Um, kind of a stepping stone in their progression to being funky divas. So I, 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 you know, I, I don't feel too strongly about it. They're in all white. And sometimes I like all white. Sometimes I don't. It's just, um, to me, it's just, I'm so used to seeing it. It's just a part of me. <laughs> so, so I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with what I appreciate about this album cover first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do appreciate the fresh faceness, you know, them looking natural. Uh, Dawn and Maxine rocking the braids. You know, I can appreciate that, like, natural um, girl next door type of look. They look relatable. They look young. They look fresh. They look like, like somebody that you can hang out with and be friends with. Like, oh, I like these girls. Who are they? I get it. And also, for the time, the, the these, like, these suits they're wearing with the sheer legs and the and the and the sheer sleeves like i feel like it would give me more if they were standing up and this is going to be a recurring thing when we go through all of the album covers because i don't understand why they are styled and have all these like fashion forward looks but all of the 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 final photos that are chosen are are up close and it's hiding the clothes. I, mm. I think it's a horrible decision. And that's a recurring theme when on a lot of their promo photos. So and you're gonna hear me say that a lot on this episode. So so be prepared, <laughs> listeners. But yeah, I'm like, you you can't even see you all you can see is Terry and Cindy's uh faces. You can't see them. But I feel like if they're on a beach, they could have done a, something a lot more fashion forward, more more runway, more Vogue-esque, 
you know, on the beach is just them sitting down. I don't like the album cover. It's my least favorite out of all the album covers. Um, I even like Masterpiece Theater more than this, despite it being controversial. But yeah, this is my <laughs> least this is my least favorite album cover out of all the album covers. Sorry to Bob Deffrin and Tara Posey and David Roth. I apologize. I just don't, I, I feel like in this entire shoot, there are probably other photos that are much better that in vogue and the entire team can appreciate behind the scenes. But the studio chose this photo. And what can you do? <laughs> Joshua was warming up. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, Let's go. It is a lot of it's a lot of what Champ just said. I don't understand why, f- like, of a group that all four are lead vocalists, why they kind of just stuck Terry and Cindy in the back like that. Like, it just doesn't. They're not given equal shine. And in fact, out of everybody, like Max is sprawled out like she in the bed. Like. <laughs> Thank it, you. <laughs> Baby. It is like she is taking up like we see full body almost of Max. We see like half of Dawn and then we see like a fourth of Cindy and Terry. And so it just doesn't like it It literally just doesn't compute to me of of how this is was a, a smart choice of a, of a photo to use. I do agree right. that I think that there's something like fresh and nice about it. Like it feels uh it's virginal. Youthful? Yeah. It feels like <laughs> very, very virginal. Time, all in white. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's so interesting because I feel like it doesn't necessarily translate musically that way. Like, I just don't think that, like, what they were giving... Like, if this was a Christian group, like, if this was, like, you know, I'd be like, this is stunning for them. But this is not what I was, I would uh, automatically assume visually for them based off of the songs and based off of the album as a whole. So, like, that's my problem with it is not so much that, like, it's, it's not great. They don't look good or something. Like, they all look great. It's just that it just doesn't, it doesn't, like add up to me and it's not it doesn't move me and it certainly just to reiterate is not timeless so (laughs) (laughs) that being said i do love i i'm a big fan of the the i'm a i'm a typography kind of nerd and so i love the font treatment i'll say that i love that it's right there at the top i love it's in red i just love that part of it so like i ain't gonna hate on all of it and, and it does match their lip color which i feel like is like a, a cool concept too um, oh wow see you guys are it's making me see things i've never noticed before oh yeah yeah because they have a they're they have a red lipstick i'm sure that they got like several proofs where in vogue was in white in vogue was in black in vogue y'all know different they had one in white because they was like let's yeah. match them suits so. exactly <laughs> but i but making it making it red it it gives the it gives the cover balance to me. Okay, so that's 100%. Bob Deffrin, the art director must have did yeah. that. Go Bob. Mm-hmm. I would have I would have pushed Born to Sing over because the way Born is split on the V. 
I would have moved it over. Look at us being super technical. <laughs> but I those things scoot- matter, right? Because and they do. Because when you do it that way, it implies that there's a reason. And if there's not a reason. Exactly. Like, I'm looking for the reason. Like, what is the B? What is the significance of the B? Exactly. Like, I don't yeah. understand, like, why the the born is on that. Maybe they thought it was, like, a cool aesthetic choice. But just scoot it over. Like, you don't have to split up born like that. It, it, just, it, it looks weird. To me, and I and I'm and I'm low key like self diagnosed OCD, so that just bothers <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, I would dang! I would love to hear what JP has to say about this cover. <laughs> I would love to hear it. If I remember, JP kind of liked it, right? Yeah, we- yeah. This he liked the album cover. Yeah, he liked it. Unfortunately. <laughs> What, okay, well, I mean, the insert, though, what did you think about the insert? I know we're talking about covers, but and when they're in kind of like the brown, the different shades of brown, I, I guess, I, at first I always thought those were sweaters, but they were um, like uh, sweater dresses. Oh, yes. It's giving glamour shots. Oh, yes. 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 I, I do like that. That is nice. Yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yes. See, see what have, happens you when you have haven't listened. You collectible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So I'll say I, I like it better. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna walk something back. So my issue is not with them. My issue is with the fashions of the time. Like, cause I I think that's what is that's my problem is that like, but that was fresh and popping then. So I have to recognize that because I think they right. have so many other covers where. They the the fashion feels more classic and timeless. Right. Like I think most every other album cover has like a timelessness or a, fa- yes. a classic sort of whatever. And this is very trendy. This was very trendy, and so I get that. And I think for the listeners, yeah. just so you know, we Matan uh, he showed us the Born to Sing booklet. And it was them like in like a diamond formation in these like black sweater dresses. And I also found a picture on Google of them. Um, they, it, they, it was they were like on a set, but like they were like wearing like heels with these like blazers and sunglasses. The hair is popping. They're wearing these like little, uh, you know, very tailored uh, capri pants. I guess you can call it that. But they look great. You know, they look very, very vibrant. So if you know, you can Google those photos just so you kind of know what we're referencing. Uh, but yeah, I think that all those photos are much better than this album cover. <laughs> <laughs> much better than this album cover. Okay, well, they did better the wah, next wah, time. Wah. <laughs> they did better the next time. <laughs> okay, let's and they get had an opportunity. It. Hold on, they had an opportunity with the with the anniversary to give us another. I love when people give us an anniversary or expanded whatever or a deluxe something, where they give us a different shot from the photo shoot, or they yes. give us a different something. And I mean, if my memory serves me correct, all they did was put the thing in sepia tone or like whatever that sort of like right, yellowish right, right. thing. Which I didn't understand either. So I was just like, y'all, like, somebody got the photos in the archive. Just like, sometimes fan art be better than the regular art. But anyway. That is true. I saw a really great, I have to share it with you. But some, I think it was someone in Brazil or Argentina somewhere did like this uh, kind of poster for Rocket. And it is, it's really awesome. I'll share it with you guys later. Oh, wow. 
So, but let's get into a hit. I'm pretty sure everyone is going to love this album cover. To me, it's their best. We're getting into Funky Divas. Dun, 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 yes. dun. The Funky Divas album cover for photographers were Resig and Taylor, who worked with Lionel Richie for the Love Oh Love album Tupac Dear Mama Brandy Never Say Never well I love Never Say Never oh and me too I guess Daniel Luis also did some photography or is Daniel Resig and Luis T- Tyler I'm not sure <laughs> but the art director mm. was Elizabeth Barrett makeup by Troy Jensen hair stylist they kept Roberto Leon wardrobe stylist it might have been Danny Flynn or it might have been Victor Joseph because I know Victor Joseph worked with them for years and I just love this album cover, but I want to hear what... Well, let's hear what Josh has to think first, since he didn't care for the last one. I <laughs> love this. I love this. It's It holds up for me. It's like... I love that they're like... It's kind of giving personality a little bit more to me. Like, it's giving motion, because they're like sort of mid-stride, which right. I love. We're seeing a whole outfit (laughs) (laughs) pretty much Um, and it's still got the classic sort of font hanging out I just think it's like a beautiful like representation of the ladies and there's just enough variation in the outfits that you can kind of sort of I don't know you can kind of get a vibe for each of them so I, I love this album cover I think the concept is really like interesting and i think that they they did they did the damn thing on this one i just don't think that there's anything wrong with this the wait there might be one little tweak i would make is terry is so tall not terry cindy is so tall (laughs) and (laughs) like it she just looks like she's like the the interwoven arms like i think she's kind of like leaning a little bit or something i don't know i just wish that like she would have been in more of a statuesque like straight on thing almost the way terry and dawn are like terry and dawn kind of like steal it for me but it's a gorgeous album cover i have literally like no reason to be mad at any of it Yay! <laughs> I, I 100% agree. It's a great album cover. I had mentioned on another uh, episode that I think the choice to have this little sepia uh, mm-hmm. filter is a great choice. Only and I and I just realized why that is because they're wearing all black and like in any other filter or whatever, like you probably cannot see the detail in their outfits. But this sepia filter, it really lets you see the detail like the 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 texture of Dawn's blouse with the bra, even the bustier that Maxine is wearing. You can even see the waves in their hair. Like mm-hmm. it is very intentional and I love that. I will say that like I said before, I wish that Terry and Zinni were not arm in arm and I wish that Cindy was looking straight forward her, I wish her eye line was the exact same way as the other girls because if you just cut her off with your hand <laughs> it's like ooh yes but then when you see it, it's like it's like Cindy where are you looking are you ready yet you know <laughs> you know what I mean um, like she's kind of like oh uh, she, like she's asked the question like should I turn to the side like what do you want me to do but either way it's still a very very iconic and fashionable look even the berets like it, it I feel like it could have went left but the styling of it all shout out to Danny Flynn 
um, the styling of it, it just makes everything work so, 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 so well. I love it. I remember Warehouse, the record store, the posters of it. I was just so obsessed with this image. And I think, well, no, it didn't make me a fan, but it was just like, it blew my mind in a sense because I've been a fan since Hold On, but it was like, this was just a whole other level. And coupled with the Never Gonna Get It video, Mm-hmm. It just the beauty and it's just like they're such chameleons and they could just travel through these different eras and it doesn't come off as costumey. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you would say they're like if this is the twenties, I don't you know, if it's the Harlem Renaissance, is it somewhere in Paris? Like it 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 it's just everything. Like Josh said, the motion. I like that it's just because you know, like you get tired of everything being like, okay, this is supposed to be a picture. It's like, no, like this was a capture. Like they're walking down, you know, this yellow brick road or they're walking down the Champs-Élysées or they're walking down wherever they're walking down. And it's give it gives it a story because it's almost like, you know, they captured something that was moving. And mm-hmm. I mean, I just really love everything about it. I love like the, the, the lights lighting the depth like the like like is it an alley behind them or an arc just everything about it like it just all adds up together and then um since we're talking about typography i do like the purple with the cur- or calligraphy of the yeah just everything about it I, I love this cover i can't say it enough the whole booklet the, yeah the purple the purple is like a nice little like cherry on top because it, it breaks up the 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 color palette you know with this this like black white light brown it kind of breaks the color palette so it's a very very good choice and of course the funky divas font it's it's very um it's very for the time because mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it reminds me of like those old Nickelodeon shows like all that or or, or my brother and me you know Kenan and Kale <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of those old 90s Nickelodeon shows I remember um, those but, yeah but for the time it makes it makes perfect sense it goes very very well like it really introduced them as the like they look like Monkey Divas it backed up what they were giving that image is you know everything and so with Born to Sing maybe it wasn't so much they were trying to be deceivers they just wanted you to focus on their voices so maybe that's why the cover was Mm -hmm. you know not giving too much thought but this one it seems so deliberate but organic at the same time it's like they really grew into being these just these incredible superhero women and like it's they're just chameleons like it's just crazy how like they could give you this and they could give you free your mind and mm-hmm. I just love it I remember going to the record store and I wanted like a display that had it and they wouldn't give it to me <laughs> <laughs> you should have you should have stolen I know you should have stolen I was a little if I was you know my height now and everything I could have just walked out with right. it but you know I'll take that and, and I want you to follow me too follow me sir I'm taking this cut out Look, you know, and I'm gonna put it right in my kitchen. <laughs> so, you, so you see, in Vogue asking you, "What do you want to eat, baby?" Uh. <laughs> well, so moving on, we're moving on to the EV three album cover. My favorite. Let's get into it. Um, so, for the EV three album cover, the photographer was Guzman. Um, you may know his work from Lenny Kravitz, Salt and Pepper, 
Hole, Mariah, and SWV. The art director was Ali Design, makeup by Troy Jensen, Matthew Anderson, and Bernadette Thompson. Hairstylist was Chris McMillian. I'm sorry, Chris McMillan, Idris Nichols, and the wardrobe stylist was Danny Flynn. Album art concept. Oh, I'm reading all that. I'm sorry. Um, so what do y'all think of this album cover? I'll give it to Matan first. Go ahead. Oh, I had so much to say the last time. I feel like I, you know, when I go back and listen to these episodes, I'm like, I talk way too much. Like, I'm just talking and talking and talking and talking. But <laughs> I do have a lot to say about the EV3 cover. Uh, it, like, I like it. It just... Like, to me, the whole album, it's... I mean, and I know there was so much confusion happening with it, but, like, what are you trying to give words? What Funky Divas, I know, like, it's, like, it's basically like, we're about to do this. We're about to take over the world. With this one, it doesn't match the music to me. Maybe matches Don't Let Go On Too Gone Too Long, but it's high fashion, but the music was more so kind of... Well, a lot of it was, like, laid-back R&B funk, I, I I love florals, so that's nice. It's it's visually pleasing. I, I like the fonts as we're talking about type typography, but it's just I don't know what they were trying to give with the cover, and I don't know what they're trying to give with the music. Like it's not cohesive to me, and even the looks on the faces, like um, Maxine is looking, you know, kind of you know maybe fierce will be the word because it's kind of like um, a subtle anger, and then Cindy's just kind of you know. Like, huh, I'm here. And then Terry, I don't know. It's just like a deadpan kind of, you know, she's staring at something. It's always, their style great. I love the way they look, but it's just, to me, it's like there's no focus. And that's kind of was like EVT for me. Even though I love the EVT record, it's just kind of all over the place. Because In Vogue is In Vogue, the first thing I always go to is like, what are they wearing all the time? And so I will say that I, for this album cover, I think the hair and the makeup is truly iconic. It's very haute couture. Um, I, f- I feel like they're giving like this like baby doll-esque type of vibe. Um, because, because my opinion is that the dresses are a no. I don't think that they match with the hair. You know what I mean? I don't get why they're in. One thing I will say is that I feel like in Vogue's signature look is like this very uh, one piece freakum dress type of look, you know, <laughs> like, you know, in, in hold in hold on, they have the black dresses, my love, and they have the silver dresses, um, give them some, he can feel the red dresses, uh-huh. you know, like, I feel like, I feel like if even a lot of their album covers or even like what they were on stage is very like, it's not like freaking dress look. It has one color. So I feel like this was a, like a deviation because it has, it's printed in its color, but it's still giving the same, same thing. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, why are you guys sitting down and covering up the look? <laughs> I don't understand that. You know, um, it's, I don't like the fact that Terry's legs are more prominent than her dress. I don't like that I can't see the bottom of Maxine's dress. I, I see her knees. Like, it's just, I'm just kind of <laughs> like, why did y'all, why did y'all choose, or why couldn't there be levels? Like, why can't one of the ladies be standing up, another one sitting on top of the sofa, one sitting on, like, it's like, give me levels, give me variety. But I just feel like this shot, I, 
I feel like there are more shots they could have used than this one. But I do, I do love the concept. This is actually, um, my favorite album cover out of all the album covers, just because I'm like, ooh, Invoke is really giving us, trying to give us like high fashion, which is what I've always, what was what I always want from them. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like the 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 styling. Sorry, Danny Flynn, I love you, but I just felt like they could have given us a little bit more, especially you if you think about the whatever. I feel like this look is mirroring the style in the whatever video, and I feel like what they were they were wearing this like steampunk looking that like surgery area all three of them together I feel like those looks are more album cover rather than this so it's kind of like why would you go from that very high fashion very editorial very vogue um style to giving them these like Easter Sunday dresses Easter Sunday (laughs) if 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 you okay, look at Sydney dress. Okay. If you if you slap on a cropped white cardigan, <laughs> Easter Easter Sunday. Same thing with Terry. You slap on a on a on a cropped white cardigan, Easter Sunday. <laughs> did you ever like see? It, it, did you ever watch Clueless, the TV show that I think it came on UPN or something? Yes, Stacey yeah, yeah, Dash yeah. in one episode she had on Terry's dress, and I just that blew my mind for some reason. I was like, what? I didn't know they sold that I stuff bet, at the store. I, but I bet she looked better because we seen her whole outfit. She I mean, wasn't sitting down. You know, like it. the back is out. Like you did see that like her back was out. So I, yeah, it, it was nice seeing it in motion. Wait, the back is out? Mm-hmm. See? But maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't know. You know, because sometimes they're different designs, but I know Stacey Dash, her back was out. Or I should say Dion. Because, you know, we don't like Stacey right. Dash anymore. <laughs> see, that would have been cute. Like if they would have allowed them to pose to kind of show off the different, you know, peekaboo moments of the outfits that they're wearing. Because I, I just feel like perhaps these dresses are cuter than what I am assuming, but based on the pose, because mind you, both of Terry and Cindy are posing the same way. Their arms are crossed and it's covering more of the dress. So it's like, based on the pose and the position of them sitting, it's like, if these dresses is cute, I can't tell because you lost it in the photo. I love this album cover so Yay. much. It is like Shut up. Oh my no. god. It is like <laughs> so that being said there are a few things that I like you all have said that like certainly like ring true to me. I don't think it sonically matches the album at all whatsoever. Like I think it gives true. like whatever is the closest I think to to what musically matches up with this kind of aesthetic mm-hmm. but I I look when I see this and when I first saw it it got me really excited because I thought we were getting a really dramatic shift in sound. Like I thought we were going to get something grittier, something like a little bit more uh, experimental, a little bit like maybe like dive. Like I I just was, I I had a a very clear expectation based off of looking at this and that was not met, which we'll get to eventually whenever we deep dive into the album. (laughs) Um, But I would put this on my wall. Like I love it so much. Like it is really stunning to me um for a number of reasons i think first like y'all know i like to give context and time and place and all this other kind of stuff i think it is so 
of that time mm-hmm. when in like the 96 97 you had the neo soul stuff coming through and i think that there was a really interesting like desire to um play around with like less shiny sequiny glamorous things mm-hmm. and so that's uh-huh. what i think this is trying to do while also honoring really feminine like pretty things and so like I think that's why the colors are a little bit more dull. I think like that's why they're sitting up against that sort of really dull right. wall. Like the couch is kind of like this muted color. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I love it. It like gives me high fashion runway. That being said, yes. I don't love the fact that I think this is bad practice period where like you can see most, if not everything, but their feet. I just think that that's bizarre. Like why chop mm, them off at mm-hmm. the like right, right above the ankles? That doesn't make any sense to me. some sickening shoes. Probably. And I like, <laughs> I will go to my grave not knowing how sickening they look. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the idea of the natural hair with like the tiara or like the sort of yes. like this kind of interest. It look, is it a tiara? Tiara, I can't actually see. Like it's, but it's giving tiara vibes. But like you I know, know she's Maxine has like a bow. Terry's Maxine's got like the bow. Tiara. And yeah, like, I think Terry's a tiara. And Terry is eating the girls up with this pose and this look. It's just like uh-huh. giving. Uh-huh. It's just giving like all the energy and attitude yes. to me. And it was really sad for it to not match. Um, the the music um i will say that like perhaps one of the things i love the most is how dramatic the makeup is i think it's like giving really dark eye like they are clearly like powdered beat down um (laughs) and part of that reason is because if you see matthew anderson's on there that's rupaul's (laughs) longtime makeup artist up until a couple years ago and so it is giving drag (laughs) it is very much giving (laughs) drag Um, and it works yes the dark especially the dark lip i love that dark lip well, I love the Evie. I think we've talked about this before. Maybe it was Josh who said he loved the EV3A aesthetic, and I do too. I, I love it. It's just something about the cover. We talked about how Funky Divas, there was like motion. Like, I don't know. It just looks like they're sitting on the couch to me. Like, they are posing, but it's just like, what is the story? And then this particular photographer, maybe a month or so later, the release intention album that SWV did is basically the same couch or it's a similar color mm-hmm. couch. So I think, you know, when you're working with someone whose iconography is as, you know, lauded as in Vogue's, I just think he, you know, he could have been a little bit more um, creative, but at the same time, like you see, there's so many things that we don't see. And I remember there was a promo photo, which it looks like it's from this session. And you've probably seen it where they're standing it's different outfits like I think they have like Cindy and Terry have on these kind of um, I don't know what you call those like maybe cut off t-shirts and like mini skirts and Maxine has a yellow leather type of jacket and jeans on and so like it's interesting you know why they choose certain things and why they don't so it would be interesting to know the the reasoning behind it I mean I like the way they look I just wish you know there was there was something a little bit more conceptual than sitting on the couch posing because that's so obvious. 100%. And so I will say also, we have to give a shout out to the creative people. I think Ali Design is really, he did some really great stuff with In Vogue because he's the one who did the whatever, um, the whatever single cover. And 
Well, the one that was released in America because there was there's I know of two whatever single covers. I think I have both of them. But the one that was released in America, they have like these uh like these kind of plashing prints which would come, you know, and of course, like, you have to remember my references. Uh, I don't really know what was going on in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s and all that stuff. But for me, you know, like, that was the first time for me seeing, like, kind of clashing prints, someone having gone, like, yeah, square pants and then, like, yes. a dress with circles that's blue, how they mixed and matched that. And, well, um, and he, I guess, he's not the, the stylist, but just the, the colors he used, I think it was kind of like a, a like a, a light yellow color for that single cover. Uh, like, so I, I really love the aesthetic, but even like that one, the whatever, yes, yes, exactly. Like they're giving a little bit more and like they're giving whimsy kind of, you know, kind of hippie, funky. Yes. Whereas with whatever, I mean, sorry, but it's with the EV3 album cover. I just, you know, maybe it shouldn't have been a couch. Maybe they could have been on the floor or just in the, somewhere. Like maybe we can see more of the, whatever background that it's in to right. give it kind of a story. And then when you, the book, the booklet, it doesn't, you know, like you didn't see anything besides that. That was the only uh, look that they had in the entire booklet. Even the, even the CD has like a cool picture where I feel like it's giving much more than the album cover is because they're standing and you can see the outfits like they can. I, I just feel like when you're standing and you feel like, like that girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you, you can you can give more, but when you're sitting down, there's not much you can do because sitting down translates to being relaxed and comfortable. Right. But you're not supposed to be relaxed and comfortable when you're trying to pose for an album cover, <laughs> right? You know. Um, so so it's just kind of like I mean I, I I like the 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 ladies are selling it given the circumstances. So it's not their fault. I just feel like, let them stand up. Like, even, I just Googled, like, it was like a, a screenshot from the whatever video. And I'm like, this could have been the album cover. Like, look at how, they look amazing. And, you know. It's telling a story. Like, the setting, like, it's just. But, of course, we know the video, but, you know, certain images, exactly. they can just kind of capture your attention and you're looking off into yonder right. and there's like this perspective, you know, so it's just like even like the the coloring of the walls, all that stuff, like if there's mm-hmm. a door somewhere, what's behind the door? Like it just takes you somewhere, but it's close up on them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, the, and then like I said in the booklet, like they didn't really kind of deviate from getting, right. off, getting up off the couch. I think everything was them still on that couch. And maybe yeah. because that couch... I think, like, in the whatever performance from the MTV Movie Awards from 1997, and then even their tour, I think, like, the couch was supposed to be some kind of, uh, like, re- recurring prop or motif or something. So maybe that's why. Right. But they still, like, like you said, there should have been levels or layers. So somebody could have been sitting down. Somebody could have been at the arm. Somebody could have been sitting on top of it just to give it, you know, a little bit more of something. Right. Now I will say I do. We're talking about fonts. I do love this font. I do too. I think I think the font is very very cool. It's aesthetically pleasing. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it just it just goes so well with with the whole concept or whatever. I love this font, but I but I do agree to piggyback on what you and Josh said about like how you know this look doesn't translate to what the album is giving. Because I feel like if you give me this look, 
and then you give me right direction. Right. I'm like, that doesn't necessarily go. Or even when you think about how they were styled for the Don't Let Go video mm-hmm. or how they were styled for the Too Long, Too Long video. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're giving, you're giving three different type of, you're telling two different, three different type of stories. So there's no cohesion in this era. I mean, granted, this era in itself is a clash because of the, the breakup and everything. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> that's the reason why it ain't cohesive. But I will say that it, you know, it, because cause their, their styling in the Don't Let Go video was like top tier. I think in all the so, videos from Yankee 3, I love the styling in all of them. Yes, exactly. Because even in, in their styling in um, in Too Gone Too Long was amazing. Like those those choices were great. It, it I feel it would definitely from the time because I'm thinking about I'm thinking of that time like Monica, Aaliyah, Brandy, Maya. It was very much the time they were styled perfectly. Um, I think too gone, too gone, too ugh, Lord. I think too gone, too long <laughs> is actually like the only space where the styles kind of meet for me because I think their individual looks give kind of what don't let go was giving like kind of. And then I think that when they're together, they're kind of giving a little bit more. Like I remember Max's outfit in the video being like kind of like. Uh, all these uh, things and furry things and like I don't know I just remember (laughs) it feeling a little bit more like out there but I don't know I keep I keep having a reference in my head and I know it's not directly related but when you think about like the got till it's gone video from janet jackson Mm -hmm. i think Uh that like specifically in this cover it feels a lot of like that vibe like um especially Maxine's outfit in this album cover is giving a lot of what I think were like, it was giving sweaters and like kind of um, dress clothes, like traditional dress clothes, but like in these kinds of colors and styles, it felt retro, but it felt like kind of, uh, I don't know, fresh and different. So I don't know. I get the, it is very disjointed given the music and the the videos being so separate, but um as a standalone image, I'm always moved. I'm always moved. It's it's uh it it's definitely like on the wall where they like I will put this next to like a Marilyn Monroe poster or like a Dorothy Dandridge poster. Like I would put or like a Janet poster. I would put it that would be on that wall of like iconic black women or iconic female artists. It is in there with those for sure. Mine will be the whatever single cover from this era. I think that's the one. And I actually, I might have had that on my wall because my cousin, they did this signing at the Beverly Center. My cousin went and he knew I was a big invoking. So I was like, no, you know, you have to give me that poster. You are not a fan. I'm the fan. Give me that poster. And he, he, (laughs) and I I have to say, my cousin Joseph, thank you because he did give it to me. Uh, And I think that is the one that kind of stands out to me the most. And then, like, the Too Gone Too Long single cover, I didn't know mm-hmm. this at the time, but you could kind of tell they did that uh, while they were shooting the whatever video, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's mm-hmm. kind of the way to keep some type of continuity. But so Matthew Ralston did that, the, the single cover for Too Gone Too Long. And you know, I, I just think they had brilliant visual people. It's just the album. I just wish the cover, they could have, I don't know. Even the, um, I dropped the link in there for y'all just to make it easier, but the, um, the No Fool No More cover 
from the best of album kind of gives you those solo shots from the more solo shots from what was the EV3 cover. And I just, it is already, I think I just want, I want all those photos. Cause I just feel like there's so many things, so many gems. That, I know. You know. Oh yeah. The, the, the single shots. Yes. Like even like how, uh, how Terry is playing with the dimensions, like, She's on the couch, but she's not sitting. Like, right. she's playing with her body, and she's, like, posing. Like, that is dope to me. Like, that should have been... And that's what gives high fashion to me, is, like... Exactly. I'm doing a simple mundane thing, <laughs> but I'm going to give you broken body and weird pose in this sun. <laughs> right. like, like, Cindy's, like, literally in this image I'm looking at, she's, like, probably, like, adjusting her shoe or something. Like, it's just, like, the most ridiculous, like, sort of, like, simple right. things. But, like, when you put the right styling to it and you put the right sort of, like, vibe and aesthetic to it, it just, like, elevates it. It yeah. just elevates that, it. That picture of that picture of, Ter- of Terry, the solo shop, that's like cover of a magazine. Like, and how do we go from that, that to Southern to Girl? How do we get there? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh. Well, no. Well, how do we get from Southern Girl to this? Because Southern Girl was first. But Oh, but yes, 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 like, yes, yes, yes. I mean, we're going to get to her album cover in a minute, but because um, <laughs> I have things to say. But <laughs> but yeah, this the, the solo shot. I'm like, I would have rather that like, and I and that's a recurring theme as well. Like where I feel like the ladies are styled from head to toe, but a lot of the promo photos that are chosen, it cuts them off, and I'm like. One is, I feel like there needs to be like a universal rule for the Invogue brand to say, we are not just vocalists. We are, we, we're fashionistas. People know us for our fashion. So it's like, sis, don't give me this amazing shoe and I can't show it in my photo. Right. Don't have, don't give me these amazing pants and I can't show them in my photo. They should have been label girls. Like they should have been like, you know, I'm head to toe in Chanel or whatever. (laughs) okay i'm telling you but yeah so okay friends we now is where it gets good y'all oh it's about to get spicy so jp we miss your opinion we needed you on this one we needed you we need need jp to do a reaction episode to this episode <laughs> where he just like pauses, where he just pauses us and is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so next up is Masterpiece Theater, folks. Um, so the photography was done by uh, Marcus Klinko, who you might know from the Emancipation of Mimi album that is from Mariah Carey, David Bowie's Best of Bowie album, as well as Beyonce's Dangerously in Love and Mary J. Blige, uh, her Growing Pains album. Art direction and design was uh, by Ali, um, and creative production was from Indrani Inc. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but shout out to them. Uh, digital imaging was from Cyborg NYC. Hair was from Chuck Amos. Uh, makeup was, who I'm going to butcher this, Faridi Uslu. And styling from uh, Marie Dupetit Thuar. 
I'm gonna mess those names up. I'm not gonna try again. You, you did know? great. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought was, I, I, I know I thought it was Faraday, but I could be wrong too. Oh, Meredith. Yeah, that makes know. sense. Faraday. Yeah. Before you go in, I do. I do. Uh, Cyborg NYC. Count your days. <laughs> you count your days. You count your days. And maybe because what y'all did to Maxine's face is unforgivable. Criminal. It's unforgivable. I'm, I cannot. I'm over here any- Googling to see if they're even in business. Um, <laughs> look. Yeah. Um, so the thing that I want to no- name about this album cover before we really like let it like go in and let have is that it now makes sense a little bit because seeing the the photographer was Marcus Klinko. If you are familiar with the Emancipation of Mimi album art or Beyonce's Dangerous Seeing Love album art, uh-huh. it is very much giving like the treatment on the skin in particular is very in line with how Marcus does most work, it, it appears. Also, questionable Photoshop on Mariah Carey's album. I love Mariah <laughs> Carey like to death. Yeah. But yes, that yes. Emancipation of Mimi album, there were photos where I thought she didn't look like herself and go figure. That's also what we're seeing here. I think someone gets really happy with the with the Photoshop and the airbrushing. Um, right. So that being said, I mean I'll, I'll jump in first. I think the styling is on point. I love the classic, the classicness. I love yes. that they're in different colors of, yes. of outfits. I love that there's different silhouettes kind of happening. Um, they're giving attitude and the posing is really strong. It, it is giving high fashion again. Again, we can't see the shoes. Why can't we see the shoes? Um, <laughs> but I kind of, I think this is an, is a kind of, it's a little throwback. It's a little more funky diva's approach. It's not maybe as jarring as EV3. Um, and it gives more like silky, like shinier fabrics, but it's also still sort of like classic grown woman. So I think this really is successful in like being in line with like the Invogue brand as a whole at the time. But, um, it really is distracting because I can't get past whoever this woman exactly. is on the left because it's not Maxine. Who this woman? One thing I will say about Marcus Klinko is that he he loves the women, at least from what the shots that I've seen, he loves his women in like the this satin, you know, these silk fabrics because they're very flowy. They, they, uh, when the light hits them right and you have a fan going, it, it, it looks like water. You know what I mean? Um, so I definitely, I definitely love the the outfit choices. I do wish that Maxine was wearing a different color. I think the choice to put her in all black, it it's it wasn't a good choice because you have Cindy and Terry in this like red wine red color, um, in this like very muted purple. The fabric hugging their body, it looks amazing, but you, you, Maxine's figure gets lost a lot. You know, I mean, the detail on the shoulder is cool, but I just feel like I don't like, I, I, they should have put her in a different color. I don't, maybe, maybe, maybe silver, maybe gold, perhaps. They could have put her in like or a like green. Blue. Like they could have. Gr- like a, a, a beautiful green color could have mm-hmm. been something. They're mm-hmm. kind I of giving like, gems, like gemstone colors here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so putting them, um, it, yeah, I hit literally when. <laughs> 
I remember the day that I bought this album. <laughs> and obviously, you know, um, before years before, uh, Don left the group. It was three of them, yada, yada. So when I bought this album cover, I was like, oh my God, it's, another, it's a new girl. Literally, I promise you. I was like, they got a new girl in in, in Vogue, mind you, because I was like, I just saw, I did, had just saw the Riddle video, so I'm like, well, Maxine is there, but I was like, who's this woman? I'm telling you, they botched. Ma- if I was Maxine, look, I don't understand it, but I just feel like artists need to have some sort of final approval. It should not be on the studio. Or the production company to 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 approve the final photo, because even like I remember it was a controversy with Zendaya. She did a photo. I don't know if y'all remember this when she did a photo shoot and they <laughs> photoshopped her body to look even even skinnier than what she was. I mean, no, no, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I got that mixed up. They photoshopped her body to make her booty look bigger than oh, what she. Oh, that's totally she, different. She, <laughs> right, right, and so and so she's like. I'm a I'm a I'm a slim mm. girl. Like this is my body, and I'm proud of my body. So don't try and you know uh, Photoshop me to 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 look like I have features that I don't. You know what I mean? And I respect that. So I'm just like the Photoshop hat. Like y'all are tripping. So it's like Max. They should have said this to Maxine, and she would have been like, "Who this woman? Has she ever spoken <laughs> because- on it?" Look, I would love for her to speak on this on our on our podcast. I would love, but but you, what do you guys think? It's like the the elephant in the room. It's the elephant in the room because I, I was thinking the same thing, and I was like, "Has anybody talked about this? Like, are we all just expected to pretend like this never happened?" Well, <laughs> the album cover as a whole, I like. I love it. it. I I love the album cover. It's just those little small details that if you if you look at it long enough, it takes you out of it. Literally. I'm like, don't put her in black. Don't put her top her face. And I feel like she's wearing braids. And Chuck Amos, I respect you, young man, but you clearly <laughs> don't know how to style braids. Because there are a whole bunch of other styles you could have done other than put her braids in this weird ponytail thing i just i i just well uh before i get into it it's just interesting to me like when you think about a photo shoot particularly with the group and i believe there was an article about this maybe from the funky divas era where they were talking about you know like how the, a makeup artist probably is going to need a team and you're going to have to work on one person then you work on the next person but why are you working on the third person the first person you know has to kind of be sitting there so nothing happens to the makeup but they're they're going you're going through multiple looks sometimes multiple hairstyles and i wonder do the creative directors the photographers the stylists do they know which one is going to be the cover how they how that's decided you know um because there's a picture you might have seen it like that and i think Mm. cindy might have actually posted it because our fearless leader matt was asking for it but like behind the scenes pictures and one of them you could tell it was from the masterpiece theater era and they have these great looks to me in my opinion like i love the way they looked um and it's untouched it's like but it's a behind the scenes picture so it's like a candid 
And for whatever reason, I'm sure they took pictures pictures in those outfits, but those weren't used. But you can kind of see, okay, Maxine was there. So, like, I would just wish there was, like, video of the actual photo shoot. But now to get into the photo, uh, the actual cover, I like the cover. It's probably my second favorite. Uh, so I get to be controversial on this one. I think they, Cindy to me, like, you know, like certain people, I guess, uh, win and they just, you know, get everything. She, to me, she got the best dress, the best hair. She has the best look. She's in the middle. Um, but she just, you know, like, it was like, she is like the star in that particular shoot. And I like that it's kind of timeless in a sense. You can't really place it. Like you can say, is it Grecian? Is it Roman? Are they, is it mythology? Is it just high fashion? What is it? They're kind of like in front of maybe mm-hmm. a sunset. So are they in up in the sky? Are they standing on a river and, you know, overlooking the horizon? It's just, it's kind of telling a story to me. I, I love it. I think Magazine... I can kind of tell it's her. It's the riddle single cover where it's like, okay, what is going on with that? To me, is the one who doesn't. I I can't see a, a trace of magazine on the riddle single cover. So I would just like to see the behind the scenes, really behind the scenes photos, the untouched photos. Those have to be there somewhere. So that's what I would like to see. Regarding though, if it fits. Mm-hmm. The music, I I think is very on brand, but the music to me did not match what the cover was given because the the cover to me is very timeless. It's kind of like old meets new because you have like this kind of like, to me, it's, the styling is just you I, I can't place it it's anachronistic whereas the music it sounded very dated uh masterpiece theater and i know they tried to incorporate the classical stuff but just the way it sounded with the drum machines and the keyboards it just was very dated there was you know it it wasn't like old meets new whereas with the picture it's digital meets i guess you know classic it was just old and tired and dated mm-hmm. and through mm-hmm. I didn't it's so I feel like the cover is much better than the music you know what I would have loved is if they had to your point like it's kind of giving muses to me like right if they had actually just put them on pedestals or something and then like pulled it back so you saw them actually like up like elevated like they're like sort of these classic statuesque like women of like Ooh. And that would, I, I like think, that. have tied better to, like, the use of classical music throughout the the album. So, like, it would have felt more thematic because I totally, I totally get that. Like, I think that's it. It's almost the whole concept. It's just like they needed something else. They needed something else. Yeah, I don't like the background. I, well, the album is called Masterpiece Theater. And it's, you know, when I'm, when I think of the album I'm getting like Broadway you know they have that song that kind of plays into the Nutcracker you know music or whatever oh, okay. you know so, so I'm like when you think of like Masterpiece Theater I'm thinking I was I would have given I would have chosen um, a different set like you know give me like a red curtain you know give me a, a, a stage like, like give me theater you know it would have been even cooler like to see like the stylist 
do some outfits inspired by the Nutcracker or inspired by old school Broadway, even like Marie Antoinette or something like that. You know, it would that would have been cool to kind of go with the theme of what the album is supposed to be. Um, even when you think Ooh. of I, even I, I even like the the Riddle album cover, um, that single cover. But like you said, Matan Maxine's face is just like who is this woman? I think that there's there's something to be said about and this is all like conjecture so I don't know what's actually was the conversation here but I think that you know the this was this was a time when pop music and pop stars were starting to look a particular kind of way like there was an emphasis on body in a way Youth. that I don't think that we had really seen as heavy or as like like important like it was more important to be pretty than to be talented i think when you saw when you saw like pop stars of the of the 2000s absolutely and so i think that's why we saw why we see like this kind of like this kind of digital manipulation on on maxine because even like the idea that they like made them all the same height like exactly <laughs> when we know them to be of different heights and even the idea of putting her in black I think was them maybe trying to you know we know black is a slimming thing and there was always this sort of like conversation or like whatever like I just I think that they were they were doing all these things to if maybe they didn't say it as heavy handedly but maybe what they were trying to do is manipulate this to 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 make her look and fit more of a mold that the other two women fit a little bit more of that time. Um, because I even think that they, they, they didn't, un- all three are touched by the tools here. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> all three touched are. By the tools. Right. But like Maxine just got the really shitty end of it because of like, I, the face is just, that's not Maxine. That's like, I don't even, that's not, that's not even, that's not any version of Maxine. That is another woman's face. Like, you can't tell me otherwise. You can't tell me otherwise. I don't know what kind of manipulation was done. Show me the photo shoot. <laughs> yes, show us the photo shoot. I will say that, that the legs, the legs though, are iconic. I'm telling you, Cindy and Terry's leg. It, it's otherworldly. I'm like, even Angelina, why can't Maxine get no leg? Yeah, why she get no leg? <laughs> even, even to me, her pose is awkward. Like her, I feel like you know. I understand that the the photographer is is like going for going for something. So I feel like you know Terry. I don't know if I don't know if this is like them all together or probably this is like three separate solo shots put together, which I feel like that may be what it is, but I feel like he probably is, to me, and this is like, this is just me uh, hypothesizing, this could probably be Terry and Cindy's best, best looks, you know, I mean, best poses. So he's like, let's put this together. It's like, okay, well, what pose is Maxine doing that best fits with this that gives it like a balance? Um... I feel like Maxine had some other shots that could have been done. And once again, you're cutting off the feet. We cannot see the shoes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Marcus Linko is a great photographer. I will say that. And even I had, I had threw shade, a little bit of light shade at Chuck Amos, but he's dope. Like his work is amazing. He's done Alicia Keys. He's done Brandy and he works with natural hair. So, so it, perhaps it's the pose that is really hiding whatever style he gave. He I would just like to blame Maxine. everything on Cyborg and why, even if it's unwarranted, it's all their fault. Imaging, it's all their fault. It's their fault. Everybody else is amazing. Cyborg digital imaging, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Also, oh, now we're getting into the gift of Christmas. We're going to get into it and get out of it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, I don't like this record, but okay, no, so we the- can't. Okay, all right. So the photographer is Robert Seabury, working with Annie Lennox on Nostalgia, Tom Petty on An American Treasurer. The makeup artist was our all-time favorite, Troy Jensen. We miss you, Troy. We want you to start doing their makeup again. You're great. Hairstylist was Robert Bedica, another great veteran. I think he's the one who had them in the, the faux locks for the whatever performance at the 1997 MTV Movie Awards. Wardrobe stylist, Timothy Snell, um, so I'll just go first because this is all I'm going to say. I mean, uh, some of the looks, I mean, it was glamour. So I think when you think of In Vogue, you think of glamour. Uh, the album to me just wasn't much. It doesn't get you into a Christmas mood. Like when you see purple, you don't think of Christmas. Um, it, I'm, you know, it's, I'm indifferent to it. And that's all I'll say. I don't like it. Never have, never will. It looks cheap. And and once again, once again, the choice to have them pose covering their clothes is so weird to me. Like, why why are they posing where you can't see Terry's whole dress and see Cindy's whole dress? You can see now homegirl Amanda is serving. <laughs> Amanda is serving. This is leaning you know what I mean? for her but life. I, Okay, but I feel like Cindy and Terry get lost, and and the picture is too far away. I understand like the concept of like, um, oh, let's put him in a snow globe, but perhaps you should have said you should have thought about that again because putting him in a snow globe it makes him look so small. So it's like, what's the purpose of giving them hair and makeup? We can't even see it. Right. You know what I mean? Like there, I can't see anything. Um, there's too much purple. Um, there's too much negative space. I don't like the font. Um, the gift of Christmas is, is that, that font is very displaced and doesn't match the invoke font. Um, I don't understand what these two dark purple strips are supposed to be. They're supposed to be like wrapping a, paper a present. Yeah. Oh, you know, like, is that what? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, 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 just, I just feel like it's a miss. It's a lot of Christmas concepts in one thing. It's like, snow globe like uh, there's this all white outfit thing which feels saint like or something but it's like sexy I don't know like and then there's the wrapping like paper angel, angel. it's like sexy angel right, like sexy angel <laughs> strapping like uh, trapped in a snow globe on top of a wrapping paper like it just doesn't it's all of the things at the same time and that's what I kind of dislike about it I don't think the font is just like just irritating my soul how weird and mismatched the in vogue type is from the gift of christmas type but again i'm gonna chalk it up to like 
budget things and time and folks were just getting into their Photoshop, Microsoft Paint, whatever kind of <laughs> they were living for exactly. it. And so they were like, ooh, we can add, we can emboss this or ooh, we can have this <laughs> like, okay. ooh, we can have this like, you know, have a, a texture around it or something. And like, I get that that's what maybe they were trying to go for, but it just like, there are, there are elements. I think the photo is probably gorgeous if we could see it. I think like the idea of a snow globe is a great idea if it was not on wrapping paper and if they were not the snow globe was not this tiny so like it's just like there were things again that would have worked it was just the execution is they could have literally just they could have they could have done they could have just grabbed the masterpiece theater cover swapped Maxine's <laughs> face for Amanda's face <laughs> Put them in some Santa hats and had the snow falling, and it would have been a better. It would have been better to me than this. Like it is just, it's an odd cover. It's odd. Yeah, and it sucks because it looks like it looks like Terry and Cindy's white dresses are like super super gorgeous. I just cannot tell. <laughs> uh, it sucks. It totally sucks. So moving on to. The soul, <laughs> the soul flower owl cover. The photographer was Renee Moncada. The art director, we believe, may be Judd Fleming, but there is no makeup or stylist or wardrobe because it's a stock photo. It's a stock photo. <laughs> I look this. <sighs> I was so disappointed in his album cover. I was because too. <laughs> I because mind you, I I even remember I, I they they did have a photo shoot for this for this album. I remember watching a little a cute little like I think it was like a a, a ten minute like docu series of 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 not docu series but like a little a cute little like mockumentary of like them talking about making the album Rona talking about coming into the group like they had this these curly like these curly froze with flowers in their hair this kind of like disco looking era that I thought was cute for them and then you give me this stock photo because it's a flower you <laughs> have you have got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. But also, when you look at the promo- the promotional photos that they use to promote this album, I even remember uh, in Jet Magazine, there was a promo photo of all three of them, you know, promoting the album. Because I ordered the album off the, off those like little promos of like, oh, get 10 CDs for 10 cents. Mm-hmm. I, I got the album for that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I even it there's this re if you notice like the ladies in this in this new era with Cindy Rona and, and Terry they do the exact same pose uh, concept every single time the three of them standing side by side uh, Terry Cindy's in the middle Terry's hand on her shoulder and then Rona's on the side giving you a shot. It's like it's kind of the same concept. I feel like there's not any 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 like other type of direction. The girls they they look amazing, but then they show up and they say, okay, we know what to do. We're gonna pose. One, two, three, okay, goodbye. Thank you for your services. And that's it. And I'm just kinda of like I, g- give me something 
a little different. But this album cover, as a fan, I feel disrespected. And I'm going to shut up. I'm going to give the album cover the same thing it gave me. Nothing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> y'all, okay, so y'all, I'm, y'all might be surprised with what I'm going to say. Shut up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that was like a bit of a fake out because um, okay, um, I will say the thing that the thing that stands out to me about I think when I first saw this album cover was that I was like, OK, this is giving a, a, a certain vibe. So I was like, again, I always look for the aesthetic to under, like, understand what it's giving musically. And it didn't give any of what I thought that the cover would like musically. It didn't give anything that I thought that the cover was giving because the font is very retro. The font is very like flower powery. The photo itself is kind of giving like, again, like earth tones, like, and so I was just like, okay, maybe we're going to go in a different direction here. And it just, it didn't match up. So like, I can't really say anything about it because I don't really sort of, I don't know what the concept was. It feels like a bit of an afterthought. I'm like, y'all didn't have a photo hanging around to just like, cause I'm, I'm someone who doesn't need a whole lot of razzle dazzle on an album cover. Like I love, I love a lot of albums where it's just a, a photo, no font, no nothing. It's just like a, a striking image. And so I'm like, y'all couldn't have dug into something to find like a photo that worked. Mm. Mind you, this is Rona Bennett's introduction as an official member of In Vogue. Like you're, you're on an album. You're not just touring as like a fill in. You know what I mean? Like you actually are on an album right. with leads and everything. So I feel like, I feel like this could have been like her visual introduction to the group where she has an album cover on there. Cause mind you, Rona Bennett serves and has been serving for decades. So the fact that she was, and then the promo, photos that they do have for this album, Rona is smack dab in the middle, you know? So I just think that it sucks that this is the album cover that this album cover that I would have, that it, this is indie Irie album cover. <laughs> this, this is a, this is a Jill Scott album cover. You know what I mean? This is like a Lauren Hill album cover where she's like, I'm not going to, I'm not doing a photo shoot. I'm putting on my album. You guys can find something on Google and, and do whatever you want. They could have even that. gave me regular, regular, like, solid like color background and just done something interesting with the font and I would have appreciated a little bit more I just don't know who is this child right okay the flower couldn't couldn't have been pink or red or like again they could have just taken the masterpiece theater album cover put Rona's (laughs) face on it and then put some flowers in their hands or something like mm. Well, that takes us from uh, the Soulflower era to Electric Cafe. So um, the photographer for the Electric Cafe album cover was Ben Dugan. The art director was Paul Grasso. Makeup by Mila Thomas. Hairstyling by Alexander Armand. And wardrobe styling by the late Michael Mann. R.I.P. Yes, because he did the damn yes. thing on this Baby, one. he turned it out. This is what he I expect. This is what I expect. Yes. Um, but yeah, 
who wants to who wants to dive in first? Well, since I didn't have anything to say about Soul Flower, <laughs> like it didn't have anything to say about itself, I will say, uh, I like what Cindy and Ron are doing. Terry ruined it for me with that hand on the hip. I hate that and the smile. Like it's just so opposite of what they're doing. But I like the back cover maybe should have been the front cover because like they're all you know giving that you know like where those girls type of look whereas this one is like here just like mm-hmm, like you know like they caught it in between takes or something so i don't like that and then just from masterpiece theater to soulflower to this record it's like they have these titles that don't really deliver like it's like they're trying to be genre specific but it never is that it just becomes like thrown together so electric cafe it was supposed to be electronic dance music and it wasn't it wasn't even dance like i don't know what it was so i can't really so i can say that the cover to me doesn't really give what the album was supposed it's just (laughs) yeah (sighs) i'm tired i will say that i do remember rona doing an interview and she talking about the direction of the album was very dance, you know. And it's not. And, right. And then I remember later on, she did another interview saying that, you know, what well, we were experimenting with sounds and the, and the album kind of went into a different direction. And I was kind of like, well, sis, you should have took, you should have took a left turn instead of a right turn. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it just, I mean, now, now the, the concept of this cover with Electric Cafe, it, it makes perfect sense just because the metallic and the silver with the textures of their of their outfits it all goes so well but once again they are cut off from the now there is a there is a photo of them full body mm-hmm. i would i would have preferred that be the album cover versus it being like this close up shot just because that um that photo is so freaking dope um but i'm just kind of like what's the purpose of all these photos i mean what's the purpose of hiring all these people for these head-to-toe looks and then the photo you choose it just covers it all like you can't see the whole the full body dress you can't see the shoes you know what i mean like even in the full body even in the full body shot terry is doing another pose that i feel like goes better with you know the entire concept versus that you you know when you be out and you see a group of girls uh posing for a photo and they're ready <laughs> then one girl come out of the bathroom she's like oh my god wait for me wait for me <laughs> and then she and then she on the toe she goes and she go head on like, that's what terry, terry exactly she loves she, she, she coming from the bathroom she's like oh my god wait hold on i'm coming to post too and then she like posing it's like no girl that's not what we're giving because T- cindy and rona are definitely serving i'm telling you rona in this sh- over the shoulder is it's like her signature because <laughs> it's amazing like it's amazing i love I just love everything about the the styling and the hair and the makeup here. Like, I think that it's cool that they're giving three different kind of hair looks, which I mm-hmm. is like yes. really really dope. Like, like Rona and this like bang and Bob. Like, <laughs> what? Like, it's so good. C- 
Cindy giving you, I always love when Cindy gives me middle part bone straight, like inches upon inches upon inches. Yes. Like, girl. It, yes. <laughs> and yes. then Terry giving all the bundles in the back. I'm just like, yes. Ugh, it just, my oh. little, my little gay boy heart just exploded when I saw this. Um, and, I think that like like y'all said, I think that maybe there might be other like photos that are probably much stronger or like, you know, a little bit more of the outfits or whatever. But I just love that this was a direction they went. So I'll take it like I'll take it. The problem for me really is the fonts. I don't understand all the things happening with the fonts. Like it's the in vogue is like it's all competing. Yes. 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 That should have that that back. That back cover should have been the front cover. The art should have switched. The back of the album cover should be the front, and the front of the album cover should be the back. Right. 100%. And they should have, like, I, I think that was a strong enough image. I just needed a little, small little electric cafe in the right corner or something, and then, like, offset it on the left bottom corner with in vogue and, like, let the photo do the work, right? But all of these things are competing to me for my attention, and I want to go to the women. Obviously, that's where I'm going to go first. I'm going to go to the group members, but, like, I'm also like, God, like, the electric is in one font, and that's kind of cool. The cafe is, like, a little bit of an afterthought it's in like a more boring font and then like the in vogue like sort of uh, logo is now in this other font that I don't really love generally speaking I hate that font I hate it <laughs> and I was like where did the classic in vogue like this was the time to re- use the classic font treatment and so I was just exactly. like okay there's just too much happening and it's all like big behind them it it feels magazine covery like not as like the layout is just kind of like driving me a little crazy. But that being said, I will, I can say as much sort of critique as I, I want about it. They just look, they just look phenomenal. They look stunning. So yeah, we, that's a positive one. So they ended on a positive note. Hopefully we get another album cover soon and hopefully yes. it's a 10 out of 10. I would love it if Steven Mizell or uh, Paolo Reversi photograph it, but you know, a boy can wish. So now we're going to get into singles and EPs and they have to have in vogue on the cover. And I mean, I guess we could just throw out our favorites because there's so many, there's probably so many different versions. There's international versions. So does any single in particular stick out to you? Single cover? The in vogue runaway love single cover is my favorite one. Oh yes. That's a good one. It's my, it's my favorite one. It's very, it's so playful. They're all giving like different things. Um, which I love. It shows personality. I mean, it obviously doesn't go with the song because the song is <laughs> the video and the song are like a whole different vibe. <laughs> but the but the single cover as a whole that will go on my wall as well. I love that one. Yeah, they kind of like it's ballerina to me. I can't really yes. see, but it, that's what it looks like. Like you can't see the outfits, but it looks like ballerina and like the way their toes are kind of pointed. It's you know very classic dance. Um, mine are, so it should, after I just like fangirled about the whatever, (laughs) or about the, um, EV3 album cover, it should be no, no, uh, question that I'm going to love the whatever, uh, single covers. Um, both of them. I love both of them for different reasons. So like, um, there's the one where there's like the clash of the patterns where they're all wearing those like random patterns and 
like Max is giving yes, you fro yes. and then like Terry's kind of giving you like weird like off center like hippie long, hippie stocking. long stocking right and then like Cindy's giving you like pull back it, it, I just love it just was fun and I remember having that like CD in hand and like staring at the photo because I thought it was so fashion it was so different um, I also really love the other cover where it's like the individual shots like composite together mostly yes. because of Maxine I think Maxine is like she's like giving you this like kind of what we would call like a less like traditionally pretty sort of like face moment where it's like screaming almost or something and I just think that that's so uh-huh. much attitude yes, yes. I just love when they give attitude and they're not afraid to sort of step outside of the traditional pretty thing um, so those stand out to me a lot again I think that maybe that wasn't those looks weren't as indicative for the whole album but I think that they work for whatever especially like I just I love them I think I would say, I know we just went on and on and on about the Riddle single cover, but for the looks, I like, it's, the looks are just great. Like, it's just so 2000s high fashion and I love the hair and the jewelry, the the little accents here and there. So for that, I love it. But I think probably my all time favorite is the Don't Let Go. I mean, there's so many, so I do want to give a shout out to the Don't Go where they have the, uh, they kind of look like the muses before the muses, but Don't Let Go. It's just, you know, because it's like them laughing on the floor. Like, I just thought that was brilliant. Like, you know, it's not just, you know, an average pose. It's like emotion. Like, what are they laughing at? Is Terry telling a joke? What's the story? And it's like, it's just that kind of harmonious. Like, we're just, we love each other. And so it's so strange to see what happened, like, right after the song. But it just is like, I don't think I've seen a group photo like that. They're just out on the floor, just cracking up. That was a brilliant idea. And I remember Don telling a story about that shoot and she said there was another look from that photo shoot which we haven't seen so that I'm sure like if that's ever released that's gonna send the fans crazy but it's just you know you want to see a group interacting like a group sometimes not just always posing and giving model but like like right. sisterhood like so. loving each other and like exactly. friendship and you see the shoes the next we're, we're actually gonna go through like a couple of the ladies solo singles really quickly Terry Ellis, Southern Gal. The photographer is Enrique Badulescu. He also worked with Tony, Tony, Tony on the Sons of Soul album. Um, Inks on the Disappear. Rolling Stones on their Almost Hear You Sigh album. Our director is Ollie Designs again. Makeup by Troy Jensen again. Hairstylist is Idris Nichols again. <laughs> and wardrobe stylist by Alex White. Um... I don't Ooh, like the album Alex. cover at all. <laughs> I don't like this album cover at all. Uh, it it's 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 not inspiring. I don't know why they put her in all black. You can't even see the freaking outfit. Putting her in a hat, covering her her bodacious hair. That could have been. Uh, it's kind of like wh- how are you how are you listing a hairstylist when you can't even see the hair? Um, <laughs> and then even the point is like you her you can't even see her face like it's cut off. Ugh. Bye. I don't like it either. And I remember like record stores and I always have to go back to the warehouse. I guess there were multiple warehouse musics. There was one, I think, on La Cienega and then there was one on Centinella right off of, you know what? Well, near La Cienega, but it's two different ones. And so I remember the one on La Cienega, like you thought she was about to do something because they had that 
this album cover just in the window, like obviously a huge version of it, like a huge poster. Like that's not country to me. It's not Southern. It's just like, are those tights and then some kind of shirt with a bucket hat and none of it (laughs) is. Some kind of shirt. (laughs) I don't know. I can't see it. And it, and then it's it's like when you I, I I pointed out the sepia filter for the Funky Divas album because it's kind of like you can see the black still the textures all of all of it. I feel like if you were gonna put her in all black, choose a different filter so we can see what her freaking outfit is. But if this is just a regular button down black shirt and and some regular black slacks and you just was like oh let's just button it down with a so we can see a bra and y'all thought that that was gonna be fashion forward <laughs> it's giving calvin klein like it's giving the gap it's giving the gap that's what it's giving me like you remember those gap ads where they would just have people dancing like in black and white like like that's what it's kind of giving me and i don't hate that but i don't like i don't want that for an album cover like that could have been a cute moment in a in an insert or for something else but like for your debut solo album and this is sort of the way we're moving okay like i do love the pose i think like it's kind of feels like she's dancing a little bit or something or she's in motion or in movement which i love i love the font treatment i think it's kind of cool how like it's the same font just sort of played with like contrast and size and stuff and i love the colors um but the outfit i just imagine this same pose if you kept everything the same and just watched like swapped out the outfit and the hat and gave her a real fierce hair moment and maybe gave her some of that lingering like ev3 era kind of vibe that would have been much more interesting to look at um this feels very matronly (laughs) it feels very matronly They totally dropped the ball out. Well, not they. Alex White. Yes, he took like everything but the outfit. Like, uh, like Josh said, like if just the outfit was different. And it's so strange because I think it's the What Did I Do to You single cover, which I, for some reason, I always thought it was like a cover. Uh, but it's the actual dress, like the purple dress. Like if she had that on, on this cover, like men would have just been buying it, not even listening to the work. They just would have wanted to have that picture. And I know it's not always about that, but I'm just saying like, you're trying to sell something. So you can sell it any way you can. Like why? Like it's just so closed off and it has a lot to do with just that horrible styling from Alex White. I also love that. I also love that there's a there's a there's a hairstyling credit when we don't see any hair. But anyway, <laughs> but speaking of hair, I think we can agree that there's a wonderful hair moment in this next uh, album cover that we're going to talk about, which is yes! Rona's debut uh, solo album. Uh, the photographer, the first lady of Dark the first lady Child. Of Dark Child. Um, the photographer was Rod Spicer, who did work with uh, Mary J. Blige, Vanessa Williams, Winona, and the Dixie Chicks. So kind of an interesting cast of folks there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> art directing was by uh, Rhyme Massand. Uh, makeup by the legendary Sam Fine. Um, hairstyling by, again, interestingly, Idris Nich- uh, Nichols. Um, wardrobe styling by Kent Belden and a whole lot of face by Rona Bennett. <laughs> what do y'all think about this one? Okay, I like the inserts better. Ooh, like I think she yeah. looks so beautiful okay. here. 
Ooh. Like, I think that should have been the cover. But, I mean, I have no... I think the, the second one, that one, where her eyes are closed... That could be album cover. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that's a good. Like, I like the the inside of it of the <laughs> a little a little bit more. So right, okay, I do too. Um, but I have no issues with the cover. Maybe just I would have liked to see it. Like, it looks like the light is shining right on her face. Mm. I like that that the hair is in motion. Like you, like Jess said, there's a hair moment. There's uh yeah, like I like the hair moment, but to me it's just like I don't know. I don't maybe it's the light on her face. I, I don't have anything wrong with it. I don't hate it i like it but i just feel like the shots inside were better which is strange to me like i you know the cover that's that's what everybody judges you by it's what they first see they shouldn't but that's what they do so mm-hmm. i feel like you know they should use one of the stronger pictures i do i will say that the the choice to cut her head off is interesting just because i know that uh a rule of thumb for photography is that you have to have some type of space between the head. Like I think it's called the rule of thirds. So it's like the fact that they're cutting off her forehead at that right, like right there. It's a very interesting mm. choice. I am be. learning so much this uh, episode with y'all too. Y'all are <laughs> yeah, our it's, history it's, it's, extraordinaire. It's, it's, yeah, I mean what I it, and it's also kind of like back and forth, like. I can understand like having that little strand of hair covering her neck, but then it's kind of like it's really awkward. Why not just give her a choker or something if if you were trying to fill in that space with her skin? I don't know. It's but I mean it. it but, but that's just be me, me being nitpicky. I, it's a. It looks like a. It looks like a CoverGirl ad. Honestly, it does. Oh, it does. Like like easy breezy beautiful CoverGirl. Honestly, this is so. Um, it's so pretty. It's like, but it's that's what it is, right? It's pretty. It's like it's giving magazine editor like like editorial cat like not catalog, but like it's giving very commercial, uh, commercial modeling. Whereas those inserts, I think, have much more artistic sort of like even though they're simple I think there's something about them that is a little bit more artsy and a little bit more like edgy even the way that it's framed like how they frame her face in those other photos I think it's just a little bit more creative it's this is this is gorgeous she looks gorgeous but um I think it is, you know, but again, I think maybe, I think it matches the, it matches the, the music. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have, I don't have issues with this album cover. It's just when you know something is better elsewhere, you kind of you're like, oh, oh, this could have been another photo. Now it's time for Miss Dawn Robinson. She did release a solo record. So I've heard, I've never seen it. Now I'm seeing it. The photographer is Troy Jensen, invokes longtime makeup artist who I just will give the most kudos to. I think he's their all-time best makeup artist, in my opinion. I just love him. And, you know, let me just go off on a little tangent really quick because there's a great story. We're talking about Roberto Leone. Uh, Don told a story where uh, she, uh, I guess... They didn't like the Born to Sing album cover. Roberto Leon was like, this is tired. Your makeup artist, who I guess it was Tara Posey, is tired. So there's this young man st- sleeping on our couch, uh, sleeping on his friend's couch. Um, you know, you should hire him. He's great. And that young man ended up being Troy Jensen. Wow. And look at all the incredible things he's done with the group. Yes, I love that. I do too. That's a great story. And, and then just one more shout out to Invogue because like I remember when they won that 
uh, American Music Award, they shouted out their Glam Squad, which is, mm. I, like I said, my references. I don't remember what happened a lot in the 80s. I don't remember anything of the 70s or the 60s because I wasn't there. But for me, like, that's like the first time, like, people really acknowledged on a grand stage the Glam mm-hmm. Squad. Right. So mm-hmm. I thought that was right. beautiful. It was Troy Jensen, I think Eric Mazier, and maybe it was, um, uh, Danny Flynn. So, uh, anyway, so the photographer of Don's solo record was Troy Jensen. The art director is Goldfinger. Hmm. Mm. Goldfinger. <laughs> Makeup, Vanessa Evelyn. Hairstylist, Trey Major. Wardrobe, Lisa Michelle. And she's giving boobs, boobs, and more boobs, which she always gave and invoked. So I think it, uh, you know, <laughs> that's Don for you. I love how loyal I love how loyal they are. Like I think that it's kind of cool to see names repeated across like projects. Mm-hmm, right. I think it, like that feels intentional. Like they know this is going to work for me, and so like the relationship was there. So like let's keep the relationship going, even if it was like mm-hmm. into solo projects or whatever. So I love that like that kind of uh, loyalty was there, um, even if it wasn't within the group. Um, but, you know, I think this is pretty. I think this is very Dawn. It feels very Dawn. I would have loved, and this is me being nitpicky, I would have loved if they scaled it back a little bit so we got more body, if they centered that sucker and put the Dawn right above her head. I wanted it centered. It feels, there's so much white space on that left-hand side. I don't know what's supposed Way to be there. Way too much negative space. Um, but other than that, like, she's given face. She's given body. Everything looks good. I am mad at it. I yeah, when it, the makeup is amazing, she looks gorgeous. The boobs are boobing like a hundred percent. Heck, even even her armpit looks amazing. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yes, armpit worked on armpit. <laughs> she giving elbow and armpit. Um, okay, that's hard. You know what I mean? All she, the girls can't she, do that. They cannot. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but um, I think she looks gorgeous. I even love the the choice to put um, Dawn Robinson in that font over the Dawn font, which is a little bit transparent because it kind of blends into the background of the album cover. But that's a cool choice. But I agree with you about like it's too much negative space on the left side. Like, why would you put? Why? Why? You know, I I understand the aesthetic part of it, where it's like you know putting a a a, a subject in the corner of a photo, but usually that happens because you're gonna put font there. So it's like, why would you make that choice? And there's only font in the top corner. You know what I mean? It's a very, very weird choice. They probably should have did what Rona did and put her name on the side going up vertically. Mm. That would have made more sense if that was that. And then I'm, and then because her album is self-titled, why put her name twice? Right. Like Dawn Robinson, Dawn. Like that's just, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's redundant, you know? But like I said, that's just me being nitpicky. But at the end of the day, I also think it's dope that, you know, Troy Jensen has been a makeup artist and she was like, okay, he wants to be, be, get into photography. Well, do my album cover. And, and, you know, he, he captured this beautiful shot of her. So shout out to Troy Jensen going from couch surfing to, uh, to, to art director, you know, Grammy, Grammy and nominees. Like that's, that's awesome. I love that. I love that um, whole story. Um, so, yeah. And we would love to have you on the show. Come on the show, Troy. So now it's time for our submitted letters. 
But first, if you have questions, comments, or anecdotes, email them to us at partofusevf at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM on Instagram, and we will read them on an upcoming episode. So first up, we have an email from Joel. Hi, Joel. Thanks for listening. And Joel says, hi, guys. Big fan of the podcast. Always a joy to listen to. I was pleasantly surprised to hear a snippet of A Thousand Times on the recent episode. I love that song. One of their recent better ones, in my opinion. (laughs) I never understood why it didn't make it onto Electric Cafe. Also, I think there are a a few gems that only made it as bonus tracks at most and would have deserved more. Next to A Thousand Times, It's About Love and Keep Your Money come to mind. Why do you guys think that some songs are only bonus tracks? Thanks, Joel. Well, Joel, thank you so much for your letter. Thank you so much for the warm message. I will say my thinking of It's About Love is that Don had a song writing credit. And so that probably would have made it difficult to put on the record with her leaving and sign, you know, just all of the legalities of it. Um, and I'm thinking that's probably why we got does anybody hear me? Which just kind of seemed like they just went into the studio and like, we have 10 minutes, let's just figure something out. We have a deadline. Um, so I think that's probably why it's about love didn't make it on the record a thousand times was the, as you know, for the Christmas movie. And maybe they didn't think it fit onto electric cafe, which was strange because nothing fit together on that record. I don't know the thinking and keep your money. It was released. I believe on the Japan record, there was a lot of tracks. So, uh, you know, they probably wanted 12 in America. America, we have short short attention spans. So maybe 16 or 15 tracks is too long. Who knows? Right. But we're happy you like them. And thank you so much for listening to us. Um, this is where my Invogue fan card can get revoked because I am like a newbie when it comes to all of their unreleased tracks. Um, it just never dawned on me to even like search for them. But I literally just heard It's About Love and Keep Your Money today. Uh, it's About Love is one of my favorites out of the what it was listed. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree that there are some unreleased tracks that should have been chosen. I feel like It's About Love goes better on the EV3 album than a couple ones that were actually chosen for that album. And even when it comes to like bonus tracks on Electric Cafe... Uh, I, I honestly can hypothesize that the sound direction for the album was going in so many directions. <laughs> they probably were just trying to figure out, well, what do we sound best on, you know, and let's just release it. And then whatever, whatever hits, that's what we'll perform. <laughs> you know what I mean? No shade to the ladies or the people, but it, it, I, you know, I, I just feel like the direction of the album, it kind of got a little convoluted. So I, I would love to hear them actually perform Electric Cafe because I, I feel like outside of it being super long, I think that it would be a fun song to perform. Honestly, I would love to see like the choreography, you know, even like the outfits if they wanted, you know, to change it up or whatever. Uh, but yeah. All right. So our next email is from Dylan. I love that name. Hi, Dylan. Dylan says, absolutely love tuning into the podcast. Why, thank you so much. When every new episode comes out and you guys have me cracking up. Well, that thank you. 
as Miss Donna Robinson is my favorite member. Uh-oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding with you, Dylan. My question is about her. Whilst I don't agree with her views on the pandemic, I think she had the most potential to go solo and become a success post-EV. Okay. My question is, while she was doing her IG Live media tour, (laughs) Shade, (laughs) did you learn anything you did not know about EV? And do you ever think that she would reunite with EV? Also, what happened to that book? Keep up the stellar entertainment and all the best, Dylan. Oh, thank you, Dylan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What did happen to that book? Well, I listened to a lot of the interviews, so I will say that there's some things that I did not know. I did not know that they met. Well, I knew that they met Whitney Houston, but I love her story of her, uh, you know, because she goes into detail. Like she'll have, like I was talking about this earlier, her Instagram lives are about two hours with each person. So she'll give good talk if you know how to just focus her energy a little bit. So I love that story about the group meeting Whitney and uh, Don asking who her, her vocal coach was um, and her like looking at Don and saying, God is my vocal coach, but you should ask Anita Baker who her vocal coach is. She has a vocal coach. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, <laughs> and I love like she, I, I didn't know that the group met Diana Ross. You know, I, I just always had assumed that there was tension between them, but they met Diana Ross. There's just a lot of stuff that she talked about. She goes very in depth. I think I said earlier in this podcast about how she was talking about an unreleased photo of the original four during the Don't Let Go photo shoot. So there were a lot of great moments in her in her IG live tour. I didn't get to listen to them all, but from what I did here, there was some interesting stuff. And um, I can't tell you what happened to the book, but I will donate paper and ink. <laughs> <laughs> So I will say this: If Dawn released a book, I feel like I would read it. I would honestly, <laughs> I would read it. So I, so I would, I would be here for her releasing a, a tell-all book. You know, not even about Invoke, but just about her life in general. I, I keep saying this: I don't know much about Dawn. I don't know who she is outside of Invoke. So give me a book, girl, so I can know who you are. I probably give you give you uh, more flowers than I do shade. I can't answer this question because I don't I don't watch her interviews. I stopped watching after probably the third one because because it probably not to her detriment, but I just feel like the interviewers ask her the same questions, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like I'm kind of like they they really just want to ask her the question about Vogue, like ooh, what's the drama? What's the juice? To see what she's gonna what she's going to say that's spicy, you know? I'm like stop asking her to interview, stop asking her for interviews if you don't have anything new to add to the conversation. That's why I don't listen to the interviews, uh, but I do love Dawn. I just gave her praise on her album cover, uh, but yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Keep listening. And I, I don't. What I mean? Well, should I be? Should I ask this question? What are her views on the pandemic? <laughs> should, or should I just like pay it? <laughs> this podcast pay will not it. spread misinformation. Asked. Okay, <laughs> then we're then I'll leave it alone, child. Bye. And do you guys think she'll ever reunite with Evie? I think she'll pop in maybe once every ten years from here on out. Right. I don't think it'll ever be a full I, reunion. Yes. I am okay 
Like I, I, I had uh, a piggyback on what you said before, Josh, about like when you talked about the DB brothers and Michael McDonald. Like I am okay with the current lineup of Invogue just being Invogue. They're releasing albums and new music, and then Maxine and Don Robinson popping in ever so often just to celebrate the the legacy. I'm okay with that. I think that's great, you know. And then Maxine and Don, I mean, and the, all five of them can do their solo stuff. But I, I think it would be cool, like if there are milestones and like cool little events where Don and Maxine can pop in, like they did for Sylvia Rose. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Please, good on that. that. I'm that. good on that actually. Like. Yeah, I wish I wasn't. I wish I wasn't, but I think Terry and Cindy have realized the uh, the harm that does to the brand, and I think that they won't. I don't think they're going to go for it anymore. Like I feel like I think that they realize that it's always difficult after a reunion fails or whatever because people get hype about it and then it doesn't happen. And then they're looking for the the next time they come around, they're looking for the same girls that were supposed to be in the last go round. And so, yeah, because yeah. It, it's about, it becomes about that. Even like the shade she throws at Rona, I can understand. I can understand now that you pointed it out, like them not really like being interested because it's kind of like, you keep throwing shade at this girl who had been holding down his brand since she left, baby. It's kind of like, you know, uh, you you said it before. It's like you know we're celebrating thirty years of Invogue. You guys were in the first eight, <laughs> you right. know. So it's like if we're celebrating thirty years, it's all 30 then why about. would Rona? Yeah, why would Rona be a part of part of that when she is a part of that thirty year history? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So I definitely understand your take on that. I still would be here for you know, you know. Let's say Invogue does like. I mean, obviously, if they do something that if it's a biopic or a musical or, or something like that, they would have to include Maxine in, in Dawn. But I would be more I would be more here for Maxine coming in to reunite for some spot dates or like some cool events versus Dawn. But Dylan only cares about Dawn. He didn't ask anything about Maxine. I mean but he <laughs> but he threw shade at her talking about uh that where that book at and uh he threw shade at that uh Instagram media tour. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so that's his that's his fate, but he is not he is not uh contrary to like throwing a little bit of light shade. So thank you, you I like your energy, Dylan. I like it. <laughs> and our final letter is from Ricardo. Ricardo says, Hey everyone, I'm a bit late to the party. It's all good, Ricardo. You're here. That's all that matters. Um, but I wanted to comment on something two episodes back. I totally agree with you that um, with you all that in vogue should use social media much more for fashion stuff and such, which is fairly easy these days. I also don't understand why they never had beauty deals with companies when they were at their prime. I strongly disagree with you on another point, though. What good could it possibly do to let the group rest for a while? They are factually already doing that by only releasing an album every century or so they have (laughs) they have plenty of time between their in vogue engagements to do whatever they want to do there's no need to let it rest as they are already not treating in vogue as a full-time job as a matter of fact neither dawn nor max needed to leave the speed with which in vogue is doing stuff would allow everyone a full solo career on the side if they now let the group rest they will never come back just like destiny's child will never come come back just my two cents <laughs> ricardo so i'm gonna respond because ricardo you're talking to me yes i said that <laughs> uh, and i didn't want 
would say, if you want to catch me outside, Ricardo, ah! we can go at it. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, you actually make a really good point. Um, the, the Invoke brand now is, is pretty much like they tour. You know, that's like their bread and butter as far as being a group now. Um, and there is a lot of time. I, when I, when I said that, um, I feel as if Invoke, every year Invoke is like touring some kind of way. If it's a small tour, a big tour, they're traveling across the country. They're doing like a, a, a county fair, a, a spot day here. So I feel like they are like touring, you know, but that, that takes time. You know, you got to rehearse. You got to get your glam squad together. You got to, you know, travel, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so just just what I know, the time it takes to prepare for shows, um, it's not just it's not just like a one and done. It takes time. Um, so I just I, what I'm saying is I just feel like give give the give the brand a rest so that you can focus on your own ventures because sometimes those things can, things can clash. Like, let's say Cindy's like, I want to, I want to, uh, uh, reemerge my acting career, my theater career. And she's auditioning and auditioning, auditioning, you know, and then in the midst of it, they say, Oh my God, these people want invoke to come to Europe and do this, this big event. And it clashes with her acting. It's like, well, you got to choose either or. Like, are you serious about reemerging your acting career, or are you comfortable with in vogue and that being like, you know, your access to staying relevant? You know what I mean? So I feel like at some point, if they do uh, uh, do more solo ventures, at some point the two can clash. And you're going to have to make a decision. And I think that it would, f- it would feel better if you just kind of like, well, we're not even doing invoke right now. So I can do what I want to do versus having to be like, sorry, ladies. I know <laughs> I was going to do this, I, do this album. And you know, this is going to be a good paycheck for us, but I'm doing this. Like people can, can, can be resentful, even if they don't say it. Like they can be resentful for that, you know, cause like, you know, what, what if, uh, what if Rona needed that check, you know, to pay for her caterer for a wedding? You don't know. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being shady, but I'm just saying like sometimes those things can clash. So what I'm saying is give it a rest so that it doesn't clash and you can put all your attention towards what you want to do as an individual. But I do understand your comment. Your point of view is very valid and I thank you for your thoughts. Do y'all have anything to say? That was beautiful. Say- oh, hold on. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Desi's child will definitely reunite. I will not put that negative energy into the atmosphere. <laughs> they will reunite. It's going to be all five of them. And it's going to be a, an amazing one and done performance that you would not be ready for, Ricardo. So you take this comment to the bank and catch it because it's happening in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't well, hold I your just- breath, though. <laughs> I was just going to say, I get what you're saying, champ. And Ricardo, hello, Ricardo. I think sometimes it might just be that a solo project can make someone the group pop. If we were talking about 
new kids and how their ascent you know Jordan Knight had a great solo song but that really didn't pop for the group and they're still kind of like you know in the dredges and then all of a sudden they kind of rebranded but I think a lot of that had to do with Donnie being on Blue Blood so just imagine if Cindy or Rona got a part in the movie or a part on a TV show that a lot of people love that would bring a lot of interest to the group so I mean there's I think that can help not necessarily like putting the group to the side, but exploring other projects because that could, you know, help the group. And that's what you really want when you have, you know, a group that's full of lead singers and lead actresses, you know, use that, you know, um, to your benefit. So I get what you're saying, champ. Well, folks, we have made it to the end of another episode. Yay! Um, <laughs> As a reminder for listeners, please do check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, and YouTube, pretty much anywhere that you might be listening to your podcast. And please remember uh, to email us any Invogue footage you may have, and we will host it for you. You don't have to have a YouTube channel. We got one already. <laughs> um, you can, we'll host it for you on our YouTube channel, um, Invogue Craze. So for more Invogue-related content, find us on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook and Instagram at InvoCraze or on Twitter at Part of Us Fancast. Um, comments and questions, as always, can be sent to Part of Us EVF at gmail.com. Thank you so much to the co-hosts for this episode for joining this chat today. And um, I'm Josh. You can find me on all of the social medias at Josh Jinks. I'm a tan. You can find me at your little dog too on YouTube. I don't know if I've posted anything recently about In Vogue, but I would like to say it's just so great to have Josh back. And of course, we're missing JP. Bye, everyone. And I am Champ. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at It's Champ Johnson. And also our co-host that is missing, Jonathan. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Everybody Loves JP. Everybody Loves Thank JP. Thanks so much for listening, folks, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. This episode of Part of Us at Invoke Fancast was researched, written, produced, and edited by Matthew at Culture Inject Productions. The intro and outro music was produced by Wolves and Vincent Tone. We're more than just a podcast. We're a fan community. You can keep up to date on Invogue and chat with other fans by visiting Invogue Craze on Facebook. You can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram at Invogue Craze and Twitter at Part of Us Fancast. Part of Us and Invogue Fancast is not endorsed by Invogue, E1 Music, or Invogue Records and is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Invoke and its names, images, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of the respective copyright holders. Now that is you. <laughs> oh, d- wait. Okay. So wait, you want me to do like the, the questions, comments, anecdotes piece, yeah, right? Yeah, I love it. I love when you do it and they do the typewriter. Okay. It's iconic now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it showed like that you could be a, a woman in music of a certain particular age and still be like the fiercest in the room. Like that, like I just feel like sometimes there's this, like you get, you're supposed to get more subtle as you get older, like kind of idea that's really mm-hmm. antiquated. And they, like this was like, 
you could put these outfits on a whole lot of other artists of varying generations and it would be just as fierce. And so like, I just love that, that they, they were, they were ready to take a risk and they let Michael Mann do that. Like they didn't stand in the way and say like, this feels too out there. This feels too whatever. Like, shouldn't we be giving, you know, subdued or, you know, whatever. Like that's what kind of bothered me about the, um, when they got back together, you know, like the, uh, sort of whatever, Alicia, like almost like the Alicia Keys, uh, mm-hmm. BET people, like the styling of that era felt so Macy's m- minimal. It was very off the <laughs> rack. It was very off the rack. And I was like, can you imagine if they come stomping out looking like okay. this? Are you kidding me? Like pedestrian was very in, I guess, at the time. But like this is just like showstopper. I'm a legend. Don't you know about me? Like that's what I love about it. You better say it, Josh. That's exactly <laughs> what exactly. needs to be said. Yeah. Electric cafe. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh. 